I texted our, our boss this morning to confirm what time we were off because I heard rumors were staying out till 6.30. And he didn't say it point blank, Joe, but I took it as I think he just wanted to make up for all the short shows that we've well, had. Well, we got what to get tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow we gotta, we're got we on, uh, what, till 3.30 again tomorrow. Yeah, the Yankee Met doubleheader, yep. which begins yep. at 4 o'clock. We're going to get a first, a seven-inning doubleheader yep. between the Mets and the New York Yankees. And we get another one Sunday. And another one on Sunday, yes. Uh, we'll talk to the manager of the Yankees, Aaron Boone. He's coming up at 5, and we will get back to your phone calls. But John Heyman's report is sponsored by Sport Clips. It's a new season, all stylish and clean certified and guys smart. And locally by BetMGM. Believe in your game. Download the app and make a bet today. John, how are you? Hi, John. I, I'm okay. How are you guys doing? Good. Hang in there, John. Hang I, in That's all Brody, you can do, Joe. Brody said to us about 40 minutes ago, Luis Rojas is meeting with the team, kind of gauging the interest on if they're going to play tonight against the Marlins. How about the rest of baseball? Because I'm having a tough time keeping track. Uh, two, three games are already off the board. Where are we now? Um, my understanding is Twins and Tigers are also postponed. Uh, I just heard that a few minutes ago. Um, we know that the A's Rangers was postponed, and Jim Salisbury in Philly, uh, our old friend, reported that the Philly game uh, will be postponed as well. So we're looking at three and, and probably more than that. John, let, let's let's get on with what's going on in the field. We, we had Brody on as well, and, uh, you know, the decision to put Seth Lugo in the rotation to me is ridiculous. And they've gotten away with it now in a couple games here against the Marlins. They got away with it last night, okay, they got away with it last week. That game, Conforto hit the hit the home run to win it in in Miami before they had their little shutdown here. Uh, they pitch, they put him in a rotation, and he pitches three innings, and they take him out. He pitches 39, 39 pitches. You can't touch the guy, but we got to get him out of the game after three innings. Well, he, he's it's not a mistake, out. John. John, it's a mistake. A mistake. Yeah, I'm with you. I we talked about this last week. We uh, we like him in the pen. Uh, he's their best reliever. He, he, he's one of the best relievers in baseball. Uh, I would leave him there. I mean, it's a difficult thing when you've got a guy, an employee, wants to start. Um, you know, he's probably going to be decent as a starter. Um, that first outing, he looked fantastic, but you're right. He only pitched one-third of a game. So, um, yeah, I'd much rather have him in those close games in, coming out of the pen. I think that would help the team more. I'm with you. It's you know, it's one of those things where I remember the Jabba debate, right? the whole what do you do with Jabba Chamberlain, and I think most people thought keeping the bullpen because they saw him in the bullpen and he was great, and I think that there's this reaction, if you see a guy pitch well in the bullpen, don't mess with it. I think history has shown if the guy can start, I'd rather him be a starter, and I, I hate to use this example, Adam Wainwright. I mean, Adam Wainwright did a great job filling in for Jason Isringhausen in 2006, as unfortunately we all remember. If they had said, boy, he looks so good as a reliever, let's keep him as a reliever, we wouldn't have watched what is, you know, not a Hall of Fame career, but a very, very good career. So I understand starting Seth Lugo. I do. The timing of it in a shortened season where you're slowly building up the pitch count and you don't have the greatest bullpen in the world, it's, it just feels like it's a clunky decision. And it, in a weird way, it's not... It's kind of like what the Yankees did do with Jabba. Remember the whole thing in the middle of the year where they created the Jabba rules? They start him. He's pitching like four innings and throwing, you know, 75 pitches, and they got to take him out. Except in this case, the games matter more because there's only 60 of them. I'm with you. I, I, they got to win as many games as they can. And in the pen, he can affect several games in a week. Um, you know, pitching three innings in a start. 
that's not going to cut it in my mind. Uh, much rather be in those close games late. Um, he's fantastic, and as a reliever, uh, I would think about it for next year. But you know, the ship has sailed already, so he, he's a starter. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. Even if the three of us agree, it's not going to help. Well, they could change their mind. I mean, gonna, they could easily make him the closer in two days. They I mean, could. It's not... I, I don't see that happening. I mean, uh, it's not the way it's going. Uh, and he looked good his first start, even such as it was, three innings. Uh, really good, uh, so it's it's not trending our way on this one, and we'll see. Maybe it'll work out, but I'm with you guys. I, I, I like them better in the pen. Well, why do you think the Mets have struggled, uh, John, like they have with runners in scoring position? I mean, to me, that's the biggest reason that they're sitting there three games under 500 right now. Yeah, I mean, they've been terrible with runners in scoring position. They, they're up among the league leaders in, uh, on base percentage in several categories where you'd think would lead to a lot of runs, and they're below average in runs simply because they haven't hit in the clutch. I, and to me, Alonzo looked like he was pressing, trying to do too much, trying to live up to what he did last year in the short season. Um, you know, I can't speak to everybody. Uh, McNeil hasn't looked as comfortable at yep. the plate as he did last year. I would say that as well. Um, you know, I mean, obviously Cano is out for a period. That doesn't help. Um, you know, I, it's hard to put your finger on when the whole team's doing it. Um, it's a little bit, uh, certainly, uh, it's certainly not good. It's certainly not going to help you win, but, uh, you would think that would even out, right? Because, uh, I, I would think on the whole, they don't have fewer clutch players than your average team. So maybe it will even out and you'll be happy by the end of this. You, you know, if this was a normal, and I'm not even talking about the COVID-60 game aspect of it. I mean the playoff format. Let's say it was the playoff format we all expected going into opening day, okay? Yankee fans would be freaking out right now because they're two and a half games out of first place, and they wouldn't even be in one of the two wild card spots. That's the reality. They would actually be on the outside looking in. Now, they have a very easy schedule the final month. They should get reasonably healthy, so I still think they would make the playoffs, but this format, it, to me, has completely changed the perspective of a bunch of teams. You know, in the Mets' case, it's, hey, you still have a shot. In the Yankees' case, I think for the Yankee fan, it's almost shortened the, I guess, frustration level, which is probably high anyway, to where you would feel right now with a five-game losing streak and dropping out of first place. But I think those extra playoff spots almost kind of change your perspective on it, John. Yeah, I mean, the Mets are like a lot of teams. They're kind of in the middle, or they look like they're in the middle now, so it gives them hope, uh, no question about it. There's a lot of teams in the National League particularly like that, uh, Washington, Philly, uh, Milwaukee, Cincinnati, uh, you know, basically almost anybody but Pittsburgh, and we'll see about Arizona. They're struggling a bit. So I, I kind of, in the short season, I kind of like that aspect of it. I don't like the aspect where if you finish first, you still got to play that three-game series and you could be eliminated right away. It would have been better in retrospect. It's easy for me to say, but it would have been better uh, if there was a greater reward to finishing first and there'd be more incentive to really go all out because, uh, you know, coming into the season, you can name six teams that had zero chance of missing the playoffs, including the Yankees. Well, and I ask you that. Are you at all concerned about them? They've lost five in a row. Aaron Judge is... I don't know if he's going back on the injured list, but the fact that there's an injury immediately upon his return is concerning. Where are you with them overall here at the 27-game mark for them? 
Yeah, I mean, it's concerning. I mean, unless you've got the Dodgers, everything's going fantastic, uh, and even they today had to put Bueller on the IL. But, uh, you know, there are, every team's got concerns, and the Yankees certainly have injury concerns. They had them last year. They weathered them to get through that regular season, win 103 games. Uh, they have just as many injuries this year. I mean, Stanton and Judge, they were hurt in spring training. Looked like the Yankees got a break, uh, in a sense, by having that time off. They'd come back and be okay, and... Here they are getting hurt. Yeah, and Judge, I mean, he said he was ready to go and he shouldn't even got on the I.L. the first time, and the Yankees were just being overly cautious, and as it turns out, they were the opposite. Um, you know, I mean, at this point, you re-injured your calf. I mean, it's hard It's hard to imagine him not going back on the I.L. at this point uh, and then being extra cautious, and they should be extra cautious in this, in this kind of a year where they are going to be in the playoffs, and there is no great reward to finishing first, but I'm concerned. The injuries are piling up. I mean, Torres has not been himself after that fantastic year last year that he had. I know he piled up a lot of the stats against Baltimore, but he's a great talent, and he has not looked great at shortstop or at the plate. Um, you've obviously had LeMay, who's been out. You've lost Canely for the year. You've lost Severino for the year. I mean, um, it just seems like things are piling up on them right now. You know, last night, uh, Boone takes Tanaka out after 64 pitches and and five innings, and I guess Tanaka said he was tired, whatever the deal was. What were your thoughts on that uh, last night with uh, with Boone and Tanaka? Yeah, I mean, it's when a player says, uh, who knows himself as well as Tanaka does, and is a veteran, and says he's tired, and whether you have a communication problem or not, and I suspect they really don't at this point. Tanaka is a very... Uh, can easily communicate. Um, I think it's hard to go against uh, the, the the pitcher. I mean, um, it certainly didn't look good. 66 pitches, and Boone's taking him out. I mean, you know, maybe there'd be some forceful manager who'd say, no, you're staying in there. But <laughs> considering all the injuries they've had, it'd probably be hard for anybody. And I, I mean, I heard some belly aching within the Yankee organization about him taking him out too soon, and I get it. He looked like he was fantastic, but... I think once the pitcher says it, and it's a veteran pitcher you trust, and you've had these injury problems, and everybody's got injury problems with pitchers, I, I just don't see how he could keep well, throwing them out there. I, I just don't think that was a choice. Well, you bring up injuries, and the Yes Network put this on their screen last night, and that's prior to more guys getting hurt. You mentioned Walker Bueller. Now, in Walker Bueller's case, I think it's a blister, so it doesn't seem like it's a, a big thing, but I, I think he's going on the injured list. Yes Network put a graphic up. Through the first 31 days of each season, in 2018, 43 pitchers went on the IL. In 2019, 51 pitchers went on the IL. And in 2020, that number is 98. And that does not include COVID-19. That is strictly baseball injuries. That's insane. I mean, that's that's it's double. Brutal. It's almost it's double. double. Yeah, that's brutal. And uh, people were warning against that with the shortened spring training. And... Uh, they wanted to get back, and, uh, you know, they knew it wasn't going to be perfect. You know, I think if you're going to point to any mistakes, I would say one mistake would have been the Marlins, uh, after they had the one positive and then they didn't have one, then they had three the next day. They should have sat out at that point. They should have been quarantined instead of come back, and then they ended up with 18. That was a mistake, and the other is to keep the spring training to three weeks. Um, you know, I, I, I think the – the COVID situation, the quarantine situation, makes it difficult on the Miami and St. Louis pitchers who've been out for a while. But I mean, this is across the board, and um, you know, I guess that first spring training just didn't count because you know, I mean, obviously they were they had a they were off then for four months, and they came back, and 
they probably should have put an extra couple weeks into that spring training because uh, it's alarming, uh, the pitchers that are out. I mean, uh, 98, that is a huge number. It was, it was obvious early when you had big names like Verlander and Strasburg and uh, Kershaw. Now Kershaw's back. Um, but now that number is just way too high. I mean, even 51 is trending in the bed in the wrong direction. 98 is, is ridiculous. So do you see, again, talking to John Heyman, do you see, because uh, there's talk about, you know, playing the playoffs in the bubble situation. I mean, do you see it going that way uh, when we finally get to the postseason? Yeah, I do. I do. And people talk about why didn't baseball do the bubble? It's so much better with the NBA. They've had no positives. They, but you know what? It just wasn't going to work in baseball. The players uh, right away were not on board with the bubble, so they were not going to do it. And, you know, maybe, let's say, try to convince them, but it just it just was unwieldy with, with 30 teams, with 60 players, all in one city. I mean, you know, you need a ballpark, not just a, a you know, I don't want to say little basketball court, but it's not the same as a ballpark where you have, you know, 400 feet to center field and, and all that, and the dugouts are just much more unwieldy. There aren't places, uh, and the games take longer, too. It just it couldn't have been done. So, I mean, I, I hear that second-guessing. I, I, it just wasn't – it was just a non-starter from the beginning. Um, but now I do think that's the way they're going to go. Um, you know, I'd heard Chicago-Milwaukee was a possibility, along with the Texas and the L.A.-San Diego thing, but it, uh, Ken Rosenthal uh, didn't mention Chicago-Milwaukee this time. He had mentioned the two Texas and L.A. and San well, how Diego. Many, you how can't many have rainouts. The problem be? with that is you can't. You got to go a place where there are no rainouts. So L.A. there's no rainouts. Right, I, right. I covered there for three years. I don't think the Angels have ever had a rainout. If they did, it was one. Um, and uh, you know, Texas they have a roof for both of those parks. So uh, you can't. You can't have rainout. You're going to have to play straight through if you go to a bubble. So. Uh, those are the two places to do it. And you can do it with eight teams, not with 30 teams. That, I mean, imagine what it would have been like in Phoenix. You have one stadium. No, they couldn't have done it. It was impossible. I agree with you. So, yeah, I just. Well, are the, are the players, because Aaron Judge made a comment, and I think he spoke for probably a lot of fans with the whole idea of, ah, you know, it's not the same. You work through even a 60-game season to have home field advantage, and now there is no home field advantage. Um is that the voice of a lot of players, or do you think most players say, look, we got to do it. we we got to get through the postseason, and it's probably the safest route. Yeah, I, I think it's the, it's the way to go. You but are the play, my question is, are the players on board for it, though? Or most people agree with that? I, 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 think, I think they will be, yes. I think the players will be on board for that. Um, it's a shortened period. We're talking about a month. You know, to do the bubble, the players were not on board for a bubble for, for the year, which would have been obviously, you know, several months. Uh, you know, it would have been uh, three and a half months or something like that. Uh, but for, for one month, and that's just for the two uh, the two people, the two teams that get to the end. Um, I, I think the players will do that. What's going to happen with Clevenger in uh, in Cleveland? I mean, do you see where uh, them trading him after this year is over, John? I, I think there's a decent chance he'll be either be traded now or after the season's over. Yeah, I do. I mean, the bi- the biggest names out there right now that have a chance would be Hater, uh, who hasn't given. I don't think he's given up a hit. No, he has not given up a hit all year. Um, and you got Bauer with Cincinnati, and they didn't expect to be a seller, but they have not been good. And Clevenger, and um, I mean Clevenger's got several years before he's a free agent. He's relatively inexpensive at this point, 
and he's uh, an excellent pitcher. But Cleveland is the one team that could afford to trade a uh, an excellent starting pitcher. Uh, they keep developing him. Tristan McKenzie looked fantastic in his debut, and there's certainly and I know they called up Clevenger, and he's pitching now in the major league level. And not, you know, I'm not I wouldn't swear that's a showcase, but it might be. Uh, I still think that there's uh, hard feelings about what's gone on there, uh, you know, whether it's from Clevenger's side or the team or what. But I know the players were quite upset with him. I, I think Plesak uh, got a break because he was caught right away and was sent home uh, in the Avis car or Hertz, whatever it was, by himself, whereas Clevenger pretended he wasn't out with uh, Plesak initially and right. sat in a team meeting and, and – uh, argued for police act and mentioned that he was also there then flew home with the team and so he was not honest with them and they were quite upset and then they sent him down to the minors basically the alternate site and uh, i'm sure he didn't like that considering uh he's a very good major league star so i i do think that there's hard feelings right now and will that spur trade i don't know they held on to bauer a long time they didn't wait to the last minute and obviously bauer is a controversial figure who wasn't always extremely popular in the clubhouse either. And um, so, I mean, Cleveland, uh, it's hard to know what they're going to do, but they are talking to teams. And for me, uh, he could make sense for the Yankees. And the Yankees have talked to Cleveland. They've talked to everybody that they can talk to. What are they looking for? Are they looking for Well, there aren't that many options for them. They're not going to overpay for Lynn. Lynn was good for them. He's a different guy now, though, John. That goes 100 pitches every game. You're not going to for a guy after you let him go. I mean, they didn't. Eh. Discard him, you know they didn't they didn't fire him or anything like to wave him, but uh, he was different. But John, I, I, he was a different pitcher then. I mean, it's like it's almost like a different guy. I, now. I mean, he still throws basically off different yeah, variations but, of Joe, the fastball. Joe, do you know the streak Lance Lynn is on? Thirty-one gonna, in a row with a hundred pitches. He's been. Uh, how about that, Joe? That, uh, is, that is impressive. All right, but you could say Sonny Gray's been great too. Are they going to bring Sonny Gray back? That's no. different. Yeah, that's that's completely different. I, I, right, I, I right. just don't see them. You, Lance Lynn, with a year to go in his contract, they could get a haul for him. Well, no, no, I'm just saying, look, I don't think the – if I'm the Yankees, I don't think I would do much, to be honest with you, because I need my guys to be healthy. That's their biggest issue. So unless you're telling me, hey, Giancarlo's out for the year or Judge is out for the year or Glaber's out for the year, yeah, then I'd have to react to it. I don't think they need another starting pitcher. I mean, well, I think they're going to Clark Schmidt's going to get a chance, and uh, they're very high on him. That'll be the first thing, and uh, we'll see how he does. But uh, I do think that they're they are talking about Clevenger and others. I mean, their field is limited, not just because I doubt they'll overpay for Lynn, and I I think somebody would, um, somebody else would. So I, I'm skeptical. Uh, you know, obviously he might be he's better now, but. But you know what, John, can I throw something at you? Because you, you put this in my head now, because I didn't think of this guy, because I didn't think that they would trade him. And that's Josh Hader, who you mentioned. Now, Josh Hader's been in the league for four years, and he's been a dominant reliever every year. Okay, there's no up and down, there's no cliffs. He's, he's been great. Would the Yankees double, and we've seen Cashman do this, would he double down on the bullpen and say, you know what, I'll, go get, I'll just make my bullpen, which is already pretty, it's been hit with injuries, obviously with Britton and Canely. Well, could you see him doing something like that? Where they go after Hader? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I hear they're talking about starters and relievers, and mm. uh, if he's out there, he's the best one out there. I mean, he's having a no-hit season at this point. He can throw multiple innings. He's uh, certainly a closer. Uh, you know, they obviously already have two left-handed guys who can close uh, very well in Britain and Chapman, but wow, to have three. Uh, I don't think there's any question. Now, Milwaukee would want a haul. He's got several years to go before he's yeah. a free agent, and he's $5 million this year, you know, 1.6 or 7 whatever it is, 
uh, since it's prorated. So, I mean, they're going to want a ton for him. Uh, but they'll definitely be in there. The one they will not be in for, in my, in my belief, you never know, I guess, would be Bauer. And Bauer, I think, could be out there because I think Cincinnati is shocked, as I am too. I had them win that division by not being in it. And, um, you know, he's a free agent after the year, and uh, they could they could bring back quite a bit for Bauer. But as we know, I mean, Bauer is kind of a quirky personality anyway, but he and Cole are – not just frenemies, they're, they're actual enemies at this point. You know, they, they, they pitch together in the UCLA team, and, you know, they're, uh, they're opposites. And, uh, you know, probably you could say that a lot of people are opposites of Bauer. Well, you know, and- Bauer did something the other day. I thought it was awesome. There's no way the Yankees would go for this. And that was after a strikeout, he imitated as if he was opening up a can of beer and drinking it. Now, I thought it was cool. I got to tell you. They don't I'm allow beards, much less forget the beer. No chance. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think the Yankees would be fans of that. I don't think he fits the Yankees anyway, and uh, you know, uh, you know, he he could be out there, but I'll I'll be shocked if they if if they've just signed Cole for three hundred twenty four million. And it's not just Cole. I mean, Bauer had a thing with the whole Houston team, right? So I mean, you know, it might have started with Cole from the UCLA days, but I mean, he is a quirky guy. You know, Uh, I mean, I, I. You know, I, I think that would be tough for the Yankees. I, you, I will not be surprised if he's traded, though. Do you see a lot of trades, John? I mean, do you see what is going to be like, Monday, I guess, is the deadline? Do you see a lot of activity? I, I could see a lot, but I don't see a ton of the bigger players because people don't want to trade up prospects. And in this case, I think they're going to be leery about acquiring prospects because you, there are no stats for them, much less scouts eyes on these guys you know they're at the alternate site but there's no scouts there and they're not playing games there's no minor leagues uh it's going to be uh it's going to be difficult uh i mean we're going to hear these names out there the ones i've just mentioned and many others obviously the angels are a disaster you know bundy is a possibility but he wasn't as good with the orioles for the most part as he has been for the angels but uh boston's going to do some more things. Obviously, they're a seller. It's a weird year. because, And the, the other issue is that 16 teams make it, and probably another seven or eight think they might make it. So you're not going to have that many sellers. The only two teams I heard were committed sellers were Boston and Seattle. They've already started making trades. Pittsburgh's obviously got to be a seller. I don't know. Kansas City might be. We've heard, uh, you know, we thought San Francisco would be. Now they're on a winning streak, so we don't even know that one. Arizona seems to be kind of uh, not sure what they're going to do. So, I mean, you could name the teams uh, certainly on two hands that would be sellers, but barely, for the most part, on one hand at this point. So yeah, a lot of complications. Well, the, that's the Brewer thing I'd be surprised about. They always overachieve. You know, they, yep. they really do. Council's tremendous. And I know they could get a ton back for Hater like you talked about. And he is a reliever. I, I get that, too. They'd be, that'd be interesting to see them sell. I mean, because they're right there. Right now in the National yeah. League, you can be two games under 500, and you are in that last playoff spot. That's where you are in the National League right now. I don't know if that's what it's going to take to get in. It's probably going to take better than that. But if I'm not mistaken, two games under is enough to be in that final playoff spot or one game yeah, or something. Yeah, I mean, like that. they're right in it, and uh, it's going to be hard for them to sell. It's going to be hard probably ultimately might be hard for Cincinnati. They expect it to be a contender, and – Washington, Philly, the Mets, they're all under 500 right now. Are they all, are any of them sellers? Philly's already a buyer, you know, Washington's yeah, trying to turn the ground. The Mets, big market. I think Brody's already said they're not expecting it to do too much, which is 
not a shock when you're in the middle. They're also selling the team, which might affect things as Brody well. Brody may trade the entire farm system for Hater. Could you, you see that? Can <laughs> <laughs> you see that one? Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they have enough to get them anyway. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I hope not. I mean, I, I'm all for trading for good talent, but I think the Diaz thing would scare me, though. I'll give you an interesting stat about Josh Hader, okay? He has given up in the last two years. We include this season and last season. As many hits as Edwin Diaz has given up runs. How about that? That is amazing. Incredible. Wow. No it's very close. He's got it's a no close. hit. We're halfway, almost halfway through the year, he's given up no hits. Yeah. So that would be oh, quite I a year. Imagine. I remember when Britain gave up only four runs in a year. It could be no, a no-hit year. Uh, I don't know if he win the Cy Young. I think Bieber's probably uh, oh, in the National well, League. Yeah. Uh, who's the National League Cy Young winner? Probably. Not I Diaz. think Trevor Bauer's up there. I think uh, Max Fried is up there. DeGrom yeah, is up there. Yeah, Fried's been really good. Yeah. yeah, Bauer, of course, he could get traded, but yes. Uh, you Darvish, right. shouldn't forget him. He's been great. Right. Those are yep. the guys. But you know you what? Know, one, one bad start ruins their ERA. That's where we are in this. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think you get away with one probably, but probably not two. Um but I think he had a good choice there. Freed's been fantastic. Diaz doesn't really give up many hits lately. He just walks guys with the bases loaded. Like <laughs> that's, that, like, that's, that's, like, that's like his new M.O. Diaz. It is nerve-wracking watching him. Oh, he's yeah. terrible. No, he's brutal. It's, a, it's, it's, it's brutal. There's, uh, I, there's no confidence in this guy whatsoever. Yeah. And it shows you how misleading stats could be. He has a two four five ERA. Yeah, but if it's you very watch misleading. Him, well, yeah, he well, gives up a ton of inherited number. runners. He does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Well, limited number of innings at this point for a reliever, but um, – yeah, I, he might be. I mean, I hate to say he might be one of these guys who's great in Seattle, you know, just not made for New York. Nah, I'm He's starting gonna, to believe that. Yep. He would, be the, first. Believe he would imagine, not be the first. John, could you imagine if this there was fans in the building with, with, with Diaz? I mean, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, seriously. I mean, I mean, think about you think that. He's helped out with no fans. Uh, I mean, I, still looks nervous to me. I don't know. He, he looks nervous. It would be worse though if the fans well, were, the were just a colossal. Could you imagine boot. him last night with? Oh the my! He there? would have been so boo when oh. he walked off that mound. Injury or not, the the cascade of boos would have been well, you, off you the charts for sure. You too, for sure. So well, I mean, Evan doesn't boo. I do. I'm not a booer. In fact, I, 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 no, no. I, I boo. I boo at home. <laughs> he's in front of the TV well, booing. He's still doing that, I, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I yes. mean, I don't know what you could say. I mean, he's def- he's not what they thought he'd be. <laughs> no, he is not. John, no. great talking to you. We appreciate By it. By the way, John, uh, real quick, anything on the Mets selling? Am I, you know, I, I still, <laughs> well, I still August own 31st, the team. I know you guys are hopeful. They still uh, own the team, the Mets. I still I mean, think Cohn is the favorite, and okay. I've heard that the uh, Harris-Blitzer group, uh, not really ready to go toe-to-toe with Cone, but they're hanging around, which I don't blame them because they've already been vetted by the NBA. They should be fine. Obviously, Cone's got some big pluses, the money being the, the biggest one. Got some negatives, and A-Rod, same thing, big pluses and some big minuses. They just so. spent money. You know what? A-Rod and J-Lo just spent $40 million on a, on some mansion somewhere. I think it was in L.A. or yes. something. Uh, no, was, I think it was Star Island in Miami, I think. Oh, is that where it is? Star- yeah, okay. I've never been there. I, I'm in Miami, well, I mean, but I, yeah. they don't, I'm not allowed in there. $40 million, so how could they buy the team? They just, they just uh, dropped $40 million I, Yeah, I think house. that's the issue. I don't think they have the money. Uh, we'll see. I mean, he's. we'll see. I didn't think that Jeter had the money either, and he came up with it somehow, right. so you right. never know what friends 
these guys. I buddy. speak for every Met fan when I say I am sick of hearing they don't have the money or we don't have the money. That's how the Mets have been run for the last 20 that years. So give me yeah, the person with money. Right. Amen to no, I know advantage to Cone would be, obviously, uh, not only does he have the money, he can absorb uh, there are reportedly losses per year. I don't know how much, but mm. he could absorb that and still try to build a winning team and take the personal hits uh, per year. So it makes sense. Um, you know, you hear they're upset with Cone by the way the first negotiations went, went but I've got to think they can get past that if, if they can get the right deal. The question is, which one will be approved? Would A-Rod be approved? Would Steve Cohn be approved? As I said, they both have some hickeys in their resume. So that, I think that's why Harrison Blitzer are hanging around. They've already been vetted by a major right. uh, sports league, and presumably they can be approved. Maybe the other two can be too. I, you know, I, I I wouldn't swear to it. I know that there are at least one or two detractors for each of them, so we'll see. But uh, I mean, Cone's got to be the favorite, right? I mean, I would hope guy, so. He's got the money. I would hope so. Thank you, John. Good talking right. to you, man. Stay safe. Right, see you, John.